Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. It's Judy. Hey guys, it's Sana. We have uh, a pretty amazing episode today because we are literally talking to three amazing Caracol fans from across the world. And today we have uh, a pretty awesome quick guest because we have a longer podcast with her later on, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Hi. I'm here. It's me. Hi. Yes, we have an audience inside the studio today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kelly Sue, for the few of you who do not know who she is, is the the writer, former writer of Captain Marvel, but really the one who helped reimagine Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel and we'll be talking a little bit more about that in a later podcast, but we've brought her in for just a quick overview about something called the Carol Corps, which is a community of people who are big Captain Marvel fans and really a new community that came to celebrate Captain Marvel. So actually, Kelly Sue, where did this idea came from? Because that was your nickname for this awesome fan community. Yeah. Um, so if I, oh, I really wish that I had a least uh, less embarrassing um, origin story for this. No, those but, are the best. Uh, oh, yeah. good. Excellent. <laughs> so um, uh, the truth is, uh, when I was eight years old, I was a huge Kiss fan. You know, the, the rock band Kiss? Oh, yes. Um, we saw your Christmas card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I was eight, I was in the Kiss Army, and as it happens, I never received any discharge papers, so as far as I know, I'm still enlisted and might be called up any minute now. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I liked... Being part of a group that had a name, you know, and as as we were trying to make this book stick and and I was part of a group of people that were doing this, but building community seemed to be the way we we were really trying to welcome not just previous readers of Carol Danvers' adventures, but new readers, people that were completely new to shared universe comics. And so having a community that would help guide you through, because it's hard to find your way through shared universe comics, right? Having a community seemed really important. And I felt like if there was a name for the community, that would help. So that was like, well, Kiss Army is taken. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, and um, I grew up, and my dad was Air Force, so I grew up on Air Force bases, and a lot of that terminology is familiar to me. So Carol right. Corps just worked. And it makes sense for her character and yeah, her totally. Air Force background and everything. But then you actually, didn't you like post, you, you were actually posting on your Tumblr and kind of referring to and engaging with a lot of the I started using it as a tag. That yeah. was, because um, what I was trying to do was kind of not make it centered on me or Dexter or or really even Carol, but, like, to hold a mirror up and kind of introduce people to each other. So what I would do was signal boost anything that was Carol-related, any cosplay, any fan art, conversation. I would try to bring that in front of bigger eyes and then hashtag it CarolCore so that they could find each other. And then I, I set up some Pinterest boards and um, got some volunteer moderators for those, and uh, and registered all the Carol Core URLs too, which was hilarious. Oh, nice! Yeah. So when did you realize like this was a real actual thing and a group of people? I think when it appeared when it, when other people started using it, I knew it had worked, mm-hmm. but it didn't it didn't feel real until I saw. Carol Core in like official marble print. Before we we sign up and actually talk to the Carol Core members, is there an, a message you want to share to the entire community because they're listening? 
Aww. They are. Um, yeah, I'm proud of you. You know, I, I think I have such trouble with that phrase because I think it um, it can sound I don't know patronizing, but I don't I don't mean it I, like I'm proud of you in a parental way. I mean, I'm impressed by you. Mm-hmm. Look at what you've done, and. I never stop being moved by the goodness of that group of people. I think those people, people are drawn to characters that speak to something in them. And Carol has this thing about her. There's a few defining characteristics of her. I love her defiance is a huge one. But she's always trying to do better. She's always trying to be better. And the people that she attracts are the people who really respond to that, the people who are not afraid of the mistakes that they've made and are willing to get up again and try again and do better and be better. And I love them. And I am so grateful to have them in my life and the way that they have had my back. And I am so impressed by everything that they have accomplished. So we're actually really excited because the three guests that we have are literally from around the world. Um, We have someone from the West Coast all the way to Spain. Our first person is Rafael. Um, You might know him uh, via Captain Marvel News on Twitter. He's always out there talking about Carol and Captain Marvel and merch and tons of stuff. So um, it was great to have him on. And then we also had Virginia, a.k.a. Allison, uh, who does some work in sustainability for the government. And then we finally had Lisa, or Tanaki. And so she's actually a spacecraft designer, which is pretty phenomenal. Uh, So let's listen in on the Carol Corps. So hello, Raphael, Allison, and Lisa. I'm so excited for you guys to be here. Hi! Hi! Thanks for having us. So for those listening at home, we actually have uh, Raphael is in Spain. We have Allison on the East Coast also with us. And then we have Lisa on the West Coast. So we're doing some time zone uh, logistics here, and it's kind of amazing. Well, this is a truly global Carol Core experience. So thank you guys for, for, for making it and for making the time and for being such awesome Carol Core members. So why don't we actually just kick it off and uh, do some, some introductions? Why don't we throw it to, to Allison first and tell everyone who you are? Um, hello, everyone. My name is Allison Baker. Uh, I'm also known by the alias Virginia Gentle Nerd on Twitter and various platforms. And I'm here because um, the... Carol Core really kind of came into being as I was first starting out reading Marvel comics and um, the podcast that I was a part of at the time called The Hangout on Comicosity. I think we're one of the first groups that were able to get Kelly Sudeconic on to talk about the new Captain Marvel book. I think it was one of the first four Marvel titles I had pulled. And, you know, from there, I joined the community. I met Lisa on Twitter and then we met at conventions and started cosplaying as Spider-Woman, and I mean, it's been a magical ride, and I really can't believe that what started in, what, late 2012, 2013, now we're we're here. Oh, my gosh. It's absolutely, it's bonkers. I mean, and a lot of it has to do with, with you guys and your support, and that support has really gone literally all over the world. So, and speaking of all over the world, Raphael, why don't you tell folks all about you? Okay, how are you doing, guys? Uh, my name is Rafael Rodriguez, and I'm from Brazil, but I'm living 
in Barcelona now for like six months. And um, well, I I'm run Captain of News for like almost ten years now since two thousand nine. And uh, wow. this is a very sp- I didn't realize yeah. I just like mathed it. We both I looked at Sada's face and we mathed it at the same time. Yeah, that's like when I started working in comics, Marvel at least. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, it was called his Marvel News at the time. Yeah. Uh, in 2012, I upgraded the name to the Captain of News and it stuck. Like, well, my story with Carol goes back to the 90s when I first saw the X Men cartoon and very famous. <laughs> Yeah, and I just saw her in one episode and I started to read the comics and I became very interested in her character and all about her story and all about her, um, everything she represents and everything she wants to be. And I, and, I'm, and I feel very lucky as a man to have grown up in a family surrounded by women and seen their struggles and daily fight. And I always believed that I could be a great ally to their cause, to your cause, girls. And so it felt really natural for me and organic to relate to and identify myself with Carol. And it's so cool to see her like beating up enemies and, and her powers. But yeah, she, I mean, she represents real people and real women and real men who have to prove themselves daily, trying to learn from mistakes and being confident and pushing themselves. I mean, she's brave and strong. She goes back to her feet again. And, and that inspires me a lot. That's amazing. And thank you so much for that that sort of support, especially when like a man is aware of like the powerful hero, female heroes that, that exist. But I will say like when I first saw you on Twitter, I was like so excited. <laughs> I was like, there is this amazing man who is such a huge Carol Danvers fan. And he's like really pushing out the messaging. And it was just really, it just meant a lot. Cause I feel like, you know, it doesn't mean that like you know, women shouldn't just be supporting women things. We should and we do, but we need men to support it too. So um, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think that I think that more than ever. I think it's important. Like it's it's so natural for women to you know to be inspired by my male by male heroes, and it's not usually you know, it's not you don't see often like a man inspired by a female female hero. And and I found out that there's a lot of men in, on Twitter. Who are inspired by by Captain Marvel, and that's nice. Yeah. That's really cool. And that's the future too. So. Yeah, I remember the the first time I wore my Captain Marvel suit at Dragon Con uh, in 2012, and I uh, I remember all these fathers coming up to me with their daughters and just being incredibly <laughs> excited <laughs> that they were like, yeah. "Oh, my daughters have something." It was like I like warmed my heart because I was like, "No one's gonna know who I am. It's such a new costume." And so many people came up to me, and it was kind of amazing. And I think that that's sort of why the Carol course like matters so much because like there's so much history I have with with all of you guys. I mean, when I was talking to Lisa on Twitter about this in DMs, she sends me this amazing photo of us all at New York Comic Con. Like, oh what was that? Gosh. Was that like four or five years ago? And we're all in we're all in yeah. suit, and it was just like, oh my god, such good memories. Mm-hmm. That was a really amazing New York Comic Con. Like it was, ugh, it was incredible. Yeah. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about you and how you got into uh, Carol. Yeah, uh, so my name is Lisa Johnson. Um, I also go by Tanaki or Naki on the internet. I stumbled into Carol completely randomly. I had liked anime and like comics a little bit as a kid, but I had kind of moved away or sort of felt pushed out a lot when I started trying to cosplay in comics when I was like a teenager because I'm black and I'm big. And so I just didn't feel welcome. So 2012 comes around. I had decided I was going to run a marathon before the end of the year. 
And a friend of mine was like, oh, you should dress up like a superhero or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should. And I was like going through comics. And I was like, oh, look, who that's this Captain Marvel. Her costume's really cool. And it'd be like a really nice running outfit. So that's how I suddenly like became aware of Carol. And then I started reading the comic. And I actually, <laughs> the first thing I did was go, oh, the way she's described as re-entering Earth's atmosphere is incorrect. That's not how you would describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Thank you, scientist. <laughs> and, and as one does, I got on Tumblr and I complained about it. And Kelly responded. <laughs> and I did not realize she was the writer at the time because I just didn't put those two things together. And so we had a very nice dialogue about like why it was wrong. And like, you know, this is the math and this is how you should describe it kind of thing. Before I realized that it was Kelly Sue, the writer of the comic I'm complaining about. <laughs> and so I ended up the next weekend or a couple weekends later, there was like Heroes Con. And I was like, oh, you know what? Kelly's going to be there. I'm just going to fly there. We can have a nice conversation. It can stop being like weird, awkward tumblerness because I didn't know who she was. And then we became best friends. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. And I help her whenever she has science questions. And it's been a very bizarre thing. <laughs> but yeah, and then I met like everyone in the Carol Corps. And like the second I got absorbed into that group, it was like, oh, so comics are now my life, I guess. I just don't have enough projects. <laughs> Lisa, I think you've been photographed in various comics cosplays more than any other person I know. <laughs> Well, I, I really like cosplay and then I really like all the different sort of bodysuits and stuff. And so I had like the couple different Captain Marvel costumes. I had the one specifically created based off Felipe Andrade's issue where he mm -hmm. where she's punching a dinosaur because the yellow goes under the arms instead of over the arms. And so I have a very distinctive costume. <laughs> as as a cosplayer, I, I assure you I know all the little weird things. I remember when I first did Chris Anka's version, I went into Sana's office and I basically was like, Sana, there's too many lines in the suit. Yeah, she, <laughs> she well well to be fair, when we updated that costume with Chris, I had given him a very similar note. However, it looked so good I was like I don't know you have to deal with it Judy like you don't tell Chris Anka how to cut down how to streamline his costumes won't somebody think of the cosplayers I know right yeah. <laughs> well I love it because we're in a time period now where you can like Lisa reach out to one of your writers and make requests and you can be like hey what is going on here by the way you don't know science <laughs> And like, <laughs> so I feel like it's it's so fantastic that you guys have engaged with like each of, you know, whether it's people behind the scenes, but just engage yeah. with the creators in such a special way. And I think that's what's so great about Kelly Sue in particular is that she really activated the Carol core and mm -hmm. brought everyone together. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually curious. I know you guys kind of spoke a little bit about this, but like, you know, what was that sort of moment when the Carol Corps kind of came alive to you and, and what attracted you to them, to that community? Because, like, it's a very young community and it started sort of off the cuff. So I would just love to hear a little bit more about um, how that happened. Raphael, go ahead. I, I heard you talking. Uh, yeah, I thought I think that is the Carol Corps, like, it's like we're more like a family. It's weird because it's like we know each other, we support each other, and we are like we like fight. We fight for each other causes. I mean, um, it's a very inclusive uh, fandom. We have people of 
every color, every, every religion, you know, every sexual orientation. We have all kind of people in the in the community, and I feel very like in a family, in a family relationship with them. Yeah, and I think what's really important, specifically for you, sort of Raphael, is that you're this international voice for a lot of our communities that don't necessarily have the access, you know, in the United States, it's so easy to just like go to a con next weekend because our creators are so accessible and they're great. But while we were offline, you said that the first time you went to a Comic-Con was recently in Brazil. And like, that's amazing that you've been part of this community for so long, but (laughs) the first time going to a convention, also like a super large con. So Allison, what is the Carol Corps to you? How did you get involved? Well, so I wasn't aware of the whole Carol core, obviously, at first. Like I had mentioned before, I was co-hosting a podcast at the same time that Captain Marvel had just started coming out. I think there were maybe five or six issues out at the time. Like when I read Captain Marvel, Carol, like Carol specifically, she embodied this victory over imposter syndrome and knowing you belong in the room and not apologizing for taking up space and knowing your worth and just acting with confidence and without permission. And that was completely reflected in every interaction I had with every fan of the book. I was very active on Tumblr and I started following Kelly Sue and that very quickly led me to everyone else. And like Raphael was saying, everyone was so supportive of one another. There are people I've never met, but I feel like I've been part of their life milestones, marriages, divorces, children, all of it, launching satellites into the sky. I'm I'm so proud every time. I know you do it a lot, Lisa, but it's, it's great very cool, every time. Lisa. Um, <laughs> thanks. But but that was when I, I felt, you know, this this is a good community. Cause I mean I've been in and around fandom since I was a kid. I, I was grew up a huge Star Wars fan and you know, was into various different TV shows, but I had never in my life seen anything quite like the Carol Core. Just the way everyone was like, we all like this thing and we all like each other and it's special and it's ours. And now we're going to knit and we're going to make crafts and we're going to make our outfits and we're going to make fan art and we're going to share it with one another. It was astounding. And the fact that it did completely transcend US borders so quickly, I think because of the age we're in was fantastic. I don't think I'm ever going to see another fandom community like the Carol Corps ever again. They really are something special. Yeah, I mean, I think that the messages is what the message of the Carol Corps community is really what has brought people together. And I'm curious, Lisa, like what you, you know, what you think that message ultimately is, because it's different to a lot of people, but I feel like there's certain things that, that resonate with folks. So what is this yeah. to you? Yeah. So the, the Carol Corps for me has always been, uh, it, it felt like a very, very positive return to the early 90s girl power feel. Mm. When I met the first sort of Carol Corps girls, we glommed onto each other immediately. And I would almost call us like a little bit of a menace as we were traveling through conventions because there'd be one of us dressed as Carol <laughs> and then another person would appear dressed as Carol. And suddenly there would be 10 of us and we would just be marching down the hallway and like someone would be like, oh, Miss Marvel, can I get a picture? And we'd all turn and yell at them. It's Captain now. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we had a very like, oh, it was it was amazing. Like you, you knew that you had all these girls at your back and that they were there to support you instantaneously. 
and it, it just it felt like being like the coolest girl gang ever. <laughs> uh, it still is. Yeah. Yeah, it still is. But like we're a little bit chiller now. I don't think we've yelled it's captain now at anyone in, in a very long time. I would say wait for will, the movie. I will say um, yeah. when the yeah. trailer dropped, do you remember a bunch of us jumped on a slack together and immediately no mm-hmm. chill. There was no chill to be had. It was 2013 again and we were riding high. Yeah, the Carol Core Slack is absurd. Like, it's just, we were just screaming at each other, just like, oh. I want to have Slack. That sounds like so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, anyone who wants to reach out to me, uh, Tanaki at Twitter, and I will add you to the Carol Core Slack. It's really just, we're trying to build it, like, sort of slowly or organically, but just anyone who wants in, feel free to ask, um, and I'll send you an invite. I think we both want in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I mean, I remember because uh, that was sort of like I feel like that was the thing I needed because I literally when they dropped the trailer, I was sitting on my bed because they dropped it really early in the morning and I like was crying <laughs> sitting on my bed. My cat is looking at me. I'm like, I got to get to work. I got to get to work. And I'm like, ah, and I came into work and then like and then I was like, OK. And then I watched it like maybe 20 more times. I think maybe question. I'm well known around the office for like watching the trailer and just crying and like all the guys are like what is happening and I'm like it's Captain Marvel I am allowed to cry and they're like okay okay we're not gonna say anything I'm like good because <laughs> she's a hero should have seen me 1.87 meters tall you know man crying like oh my goodness I can't believe it, it was very emotional yeah <laughs> I think that's that's like over six feet tall in, in feet, right? He's I don't tall. Know. He's tall. <laughs> You're yeah, tall. I've, I've met him in person. For us, us, us dumb Americans, he's tall. <laughs> I'm, I'm tall, baby. I I, I, Lisa probably knew what that meant. Yeah, Lisa knew. <laughs> um so yeah so I actually want to say on a on a personal note like I've been editing I actually turned in my last my my editorial reigns about a month ago on Captain Marvel and I've been editing that comic since 2012 since it all began and I remember the first one of Marvel where I saw the Carol core in real life and it was like this phenomenon like I saw you guys and I know I know you guys weren't there but I'm going to refer to you guys as you cuz you guys really helped change the game for us here at Marvel in a lot of ways but just like the contingency of all of these like men women like children dressing up as Carol Danvers before we were selling the costumes and it was like a force and I feel like mm-hmm. it really helped activate and make people pay attention to the fact that there is something to this character and characters like her that we need to continue to do. So really, like, I want to say thank you for actually helping us spread the love and continue to spread that love. Um, I'm, and- getting, I'm getting emotional right yeah, now. Good, yeah, good. That's the yeah. idea. <laughs> we want tears on this. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's really my very long-winded segue into talking about the concept of Carol Core as a community and how empowering and powerful that community is so just want to ask you guys like how you guys have felt you know obviously we know how you felt included in this carol core community but what are the times in your life where you felt like you weren't included and how have you tried to combat that i'll start so i in my day job um for the last decade i have worked in um kind of political and politically adjacent work and that's my background. I, I majored in, in political science and it's a very male dominated field. It's a lot of older dudes. You know, I, I felt at least in college, I, I was very good at, at what I was doing. And 
I had some, you know, good internship experiences and worked on a bunch of campaigns. And then when I got out into the working world, it was very difficult to be in kind of that male dominated environment that didn't really take me seriously. On the nerd side of things, I mentioned earlier, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was like four years old. The Star Wars fandom never felt until quite recently, never really felt that welcoming. There was the quizzing and the yeah. kind of the nerd <laughs> oh cred check. Yeah. And the Carol Corps didn't have that. And I loved that. Like part of why I hadn't, I loved comics, but I hadn't gotten into Marvel until I was in my 20s was that I struggled a lot with Marvel continuity. I think I tried to get into X-Men like eight different times. Oh, either through God. The movies and I like I borrowed comics from my high school boyfriend and mm-hmm. it was just impenetrable to me. And then here comes Marvel now saying, oh, OK, we're going to give you an entry point that still contains the continuity, but gives you like the general idea. And I instantly got what Carol was about. And yeah. it clearly resonated with lots of other people too you didn't have to deal with the gate checking because it's like oh well captain marvel is is new like this is mm-hmm. a fresh start for everybody yeah. mm-hmm. i think that's like one of the best things about the caracor is that it was like an entry point into so many other things and people would give away their free digital codes like there was so much mm-hmm. about this like community element which i think is really amazing i feel like allison you're a good example of someone who like came into comics sort of through the Marvel Now and that period of time because I met so many people in the Caracor. That was their first real comics they were reading because sometimes there there is a little bit of a, a wall to climb over to get into this and if you don't have the right person helping you. And here here, here is a huge community that's willing to like help everyone over the wall. And I, I that's so amazing. And I mean, we, I feel like all of us in the Caracor have subsequently reached a handout as I've actually got a dear friend from Barcelona who uh, (laughs) she came to comics through the MCU, through all the movies. And she saw, you know, the buzz around the Captain Marvel film and asked me, hey, I've seen you talk about Captain Marvel online. You know, what do I do to learn about this? And I sent her, I kid you not, like a syllabus of which (laughs) trade she needed to buy in the order in which she needed to read them and where she could get them. No judgments, just like, hey, no, you want to know the love about Carol? Here it is. Like, I've got your Bibles for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so helpful. You wouldn't you wouldn't think of like where to get them. But actually, like, it's super helpful to be like, how do I get this? And also, like, I will say that, Raphael, I'm always like, you're posting things that are dropping. And I'm like, OK, cool. I'm going to go. Oh, wait, that's right. You know, Life of Captain Marvel is on is on sale today. Right. OK, thank you for reminding me on sale. You know, Kelly Thompson's new run is on sale. Quick retweet. Like, I would say you're so good at keeping all of your, you know, followers and within the community, like aware of what's happening because we all got day jobs. Sometimes things slip. So it's helpful. Yeah, it's not easy because, you know, we have your personal life, you have work and, and of course I'm doing this because I love it because, because I, I want to share the love. I want to share the passion. I want, I want, I want people to feel inspired the same way I am inspired by her, and I, and I think that she she made me she made me feel so good. I have so much of her in me that I I really want people to feel the same. You know, do you know what I mean? I, I've experienced a little bit of bullying when I was a teenager, and when I when I started reading Carol late '90s, early 2000s. The more I read her, the more I felt, okay, I can be the way I am. I can I can be who I am, and I, and I'm a Captain Marvel fan like for like 22 years now, and I'm, I I always think, okay. What would Captain Marvel do? She she would go for it, and, then, and that's it. I think that's the spirit. Oh yeah, definitely. It's 
thinking about the Caracor and the friends that I have made, it was through cosplay that I really, truly experienced Carol. And also, Kelly Sue is a fierce woman and helped connect me to all of you guys. But it, it is so important to have something to sort of look to that's your strength, right? That's something yeah. that yeah. you... It may be a fictional character or it may be a community that comes from that fictional character, but you all get it. And it's important right. because we all have moments where we don't feel like we belong. And I feel like she does too. You know, she has, ha- within her fictional life, you know, she's had her own struggles and yeah. and we can learn from them and build on them. And I feel like you guys have all... In each one of your ways, you know, you've built, you've helped build this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's super powered, but at the same time, she's super human, and she's flawed. And she, she, she rather, you know, act, and be proactive and make mistakes uh, instead of doing nothing. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like that. I'm like her. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa, why don't we hear from you next? Okay. Uh, so I'm a queer black woman. That means I don't fit into a lot of spaces, especially nerd spaces. And I am an aerospace engineer, which is a predominantly male white field. I went to a predominantly male white school, MIT. And everyone I work with and everyone who's below me on my teams is usually white men. So my life is sort of always surrounded by people who are not me and not in like what I would normally choose to have as my social circles. It's alienating and frustrating. But Carol Core, like, this was the first time that a nerd group was predominantly women and had so many women of color. For me, that was like the part that was so exciting. And what I really latched on to is that like, one of the Carol Core people who is like my best friend is, it was the first woman of color who I met in Carol Core. And we have remained amazing friends, even though she lives in Chicago and I'm in SF and we cosplay all the different characters together and we do all these different things. And Carol Core was also the first time where I had not been shamed for trying to dress as a white character as a cosplayer. Oh, wow. Um, I've had, yeah. I've had a lot of experiences where uh, people have been like, oh, okay, but like, why aren't you dressed as Storm? Or, okay, it's cool that you want to dress as Leia, but you know Leia isn't black, right? Oh um, <laughs> yeah. So like when I, I wanted to dress as Rogue when I was 12-ish, and I went to a, a convention dressed as a cute little uh, X-Men Evolution version of Rogue, and I was entering a cosplay contest, and one of the judges told me, oh, you're never going to win, you know, you're black. And I went, oh, okay. Oh and God. I left the convention and I went back to my hotel room and I took off my costume and I just spent the rest of the weekend by myself in my hotel room because it's not for me. Oh, um, that makes me so sad. Yeah, I like want to hug you. <laughs> yeah. And now you're such an awesome Captain Marvel cosplayer that you got drawn onto a cover. So <laughs> yeah, you I, did, I, yes. <laughs> well, and, and that really big thing was the fact that like, when I reapproached this as an adult and it was like, okay, I'm dressing as Carol and I don't really give, like, I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to do it even if there's hate. And the fact that there wasn't, the fact that not a single person has ever said to me, oh no, you're too dark to play Carol has been amazing. Um, and it's just, oh, I love you guys so much. Like <laughs> I'm getting all checked off. <laughs> Cause I, that was why I came back to, back to cosplay really as an adult. 
And like now I'm making all these like costumes I've always wanted to make. I'm making like all these Star Wars, like Queen Amidala costumes that I never would have been like brave enough to make as like a young girl because I would have been told that I was not the right color. And um, Carol Core really sort of allowed me to come back to something I love. Oh God, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, it's something that like has become a part of our lives. Like I feel like it's every day for us, right? Like we're, you know, I cosplay Captain Marvel. You guys are part of the Carol Corps. Sana edits the book. It's just part of our life. But I feel like it's not until we take a step back that we realize how important this community, how like this one character has become this important element for all of our lives. And I mean, you know, we're literally in the precipice of the rest of the world really becoming to know her. But we we created the groundwork for the community and the young girls and the young boys and, and all those kids that are going to go, kids, adults, teenagers that are going to go see this film. And they're going to come mm-hmm. out of it and know that there's somewhere that we've all been doing it and that there's, there's, we're going to be welcoming them with open arms. Yeah, you've created, you've created a virtual safe space, right? Yeah. How insane is it to think about this Halloween Oh, oh my god, I'm so my ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get so much candy. I'm gonna cry. Like King size I'm gonna cry. <laughs> well, just so you guys know, she's in the parks and you're gonna see her start seeing her in the Disney parks and in on the cruise lines as well. So that oh. in itself is pretty trippy. I, I actually wanna just just kind of going back to Lisa's really powerful story and and how much it really impacted her and the, the Carol and the community impacted her. But really just kind of taking a step back and thinking about the power of of heroes and the power of comic books. And, you know, I think so often people try to say, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's the funny books. Like, grow up. Like, you guys are children. Like, you know, and that obviously makes me mad because also it's my livelihood. <laughs> and how dare they? But it does impact people in so many different ways. Like, listening to Lisa, listening to all of you guys and your stories – what would you say the concept of having a powerful hero, the concept of loving heroes, why is that significant to our culture? Yeah, Lisa, go ahead. Yeah, it's our culture is so dark right now. It is a black pit hole. And sometimes, I mean, it's hard to know what steps you need to take to make things better. And for me, at least, being able to look at heroes who are capable of choosing what's right out of hard decisions and follow through on that and be able to really champion things people won't be willing to champion has, it helps me so much in being able to make like my own hard decisions in life. When I'm trying to make decisions at work and I sometimes want to take the easy path because I know it'll make things less terrible, but it might not make a great spacecraft or a great mission. Like, what would Carol do? What would Captain Marvel do? And um, I signed my emails at work, actually, like, let's go punch holes in the sky. Uh, <laughs> that's <it's>, amazing. Because <laughs> it's just like, that's what we're trying okay. to do, right? We're, we're trying now to do I'm something. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the road of most resistance is the right road to take. And you got to dig your heels in and push through all the adversity and achieve great things. It, it helps you internalize that and feel like you can do it. I mean, that's that's the words, like, out of my mouth. <laughs> I know. We just, like, bow to Lisa being like, good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm actually tearing up. So thanks for that, Lisa. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> no, it's, like, you're absolutely right. It's, the, it's having power, but choosing kindness mm. and selflessness, choosing to help. Like, it's, the, it's that Mr. Rogers look for the helpers kind of mantra, like – 
especially in these times right now, that is absolutely what makes a hero is just choosing to do it the way that helps the most people. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's perfect because there is a lot of darkness outside. And the biggest thing is just like, don't be terrible. (laughs) Don't be terrible. Be kind and try to have empathy and try to see yourself in other people as much as you possibly can. And that's really I mean, that's for me. That's why I love our heroes. I feel like, well, I, I, I wonder what Raphael thinks, because as someone who is from Brazil, moved to Spain, like because you grew up in a different sort of uh, culture than us. But like, what does a hero yeah. mean to you? Oh, OK. Uh, I think it takes us back to the meaning of the word hero. What's a true hero is about? I think it's cool and nice to see them taking on foes and enemies, but they mean much more than that. And a true hero can touch can touch hearts of people, no matter color, no matter gender, no matter religion and anything else. I mean, to me, it's all about relating and being inspired by them. In her case, in Carol's case specifically, I can see her, I can see every woman in her. I can see myself in her. And um, I'm grateful for that. I think heroes can save lives. And that fandom also is like so powerful internationally now too, right? Right. I mean, you can, Raphael, you can speak a little bit more to that. Like how, you know, what kind of reactions you're getting where you are. You were just in Brazil Comic-Con, where yeah. you met Brie, Brie Larson, yeah. I should clarify. Brie Larson. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that experience, actually, and how, like, Brazil reacted to Captain Marvel and how, yeah. how it was meeting Brie. Yeah, it was it was my first Comic-Con, and, oh, my goodness, I met so many people, and, and people were, like, recognizing me and, and asking for pictures, and I was like, my gosh, this is getting big. This is getting really big. And then I got, I got this this call from Disney, and, and they, like, arranged this meeting, and... Oh my goodness. And there's Brie Larson. <laughs> she's a hero herself. I mean, she's, she's someone like Carol who, who isn't afraid to say the word and take the hit. You know, she fights for women rights, for gay rights, for people rights, people of color rights. She's someone I admire for her talent, of course. It's like the stars aligned and we all gained. I mean, I've met her and people say you shouldn't meet your heroes. But I'm more than glad that I've met mine. Were you there when Brie hugged that young fan when she reenacted a panel from Ms. Marvel. There's a panel from yeah. Ms. Marvel where, where Captain Marvel hugs Ms. Marvel for the first time, and I think Adrian Alfona drew it. But I saw that reenactment, I got emotional, because I was like, holy, my God, were you, were you there for that? I gotta tell you, uh, she's called Fernanda, and she's she is one of my great friends now, and we became friends because of the Carol Corps. And Brie Larson took both of us to, to the um, Comic-Con, and and I actually took the, her picture. <laughs> oh, so yes, you were there. <laughs> yeah, it was like just the three of us together talking about the movie. She was asking about, did you like the footage, guys? And we were like high-fiving each other. It was such a great ex- experience. It, it was, And she was like, we were in a hotel together. And she was like, Raph, what do you think about this picture and the moment when Carol met Kamala and they hugged? I want to I wanna re- recreate that, that moment. And she showed Brie the picture, and Brie was like, okay, let me see this. And she was like, okay, the hand's here, your head's here. Okay, let's do this. It was oh, super fun. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. It, it, thank you my for doing that. Screw three sides. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So speaking of Brie Larson, I want to e- ask each one of you, like, what you're most excited for about the film. I mean, obviously, we're excited to see her come on screen, but, like, it's more than that, like, 
what do you think is the thing that you're excited for on March 8th? This film is is live and all these people get to go see it. On International Women's Day. Yeah, comes on out, International Women's Day. Sweet. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Uh, going to say. I think this is the best date ever for a premiere of Captain Marvel. I want to see her, you know, kick-ass moments, but I, I want to see the, the inspiration and, and all she will bring to the um, MCU. And, you know, this is the future. I'm so excited about it. Allison, what about you? So, uh, I gosh, so... My first wish was, oh, I hope they put her orange tabby cat in the movie. And yes, cat, clearly cat, cat, cat. I've gotten that. <laughs> um, the thing that I really want is that sort of, there's this wonderful panel. I think it's from the um, Avengers Assemble slash Captain Marvel crossover, Enemy Within, where she reels on someone and like just all fire and fury screams it's captain you little maggot i want that <laughs> yes. vibe yeah that's so good i want oh. that power i also though want from the same crossover that you know yeah i'm sorry sorry i'm a badass like i want <laughs> i want that i can't wait to see that swagger in the movie yeah. and it yeah. seems like mm-hmm. brie has it i'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of her work and like mm-hmm. room was astounding I'm actually super stoked that we get to introduce her in the 90s so that we get those kind of grounding moments for her. I'm also super excited to see the sparkle fists and the helmet yes! come up. And I also, I actually just want to like, I know we've all sung the praises of Kelly Sue, but I feel like we need to shout out Jamie McKelvey, his original design for yes. that Captain Marvel flight suit. It's so strange to think that that design is what brought so many people in. Mm-hmm. And then they got to experience the rich continuity and personality that already existed for the character. Like, we saw mm-hmm. this really awesome looking woman in a leather, like that Joe Quinone's cover of her in the the flight, the bomber jacket and the suit. And she's looking up at the yes. stars. My husband actually, he loved that image so much that he went to like Staples or Michael's or something and like blew it up, printed it, poster sized and framed it in our dining room. Yes. Um, Like those are the images that we're thinking about, right? Like when we go to the theater, we're like, oh, like, do we get to see like her punching holes in the sky? Do we get to see her punch a T-Rex? He just needs to punch them. <laughs> so, 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 Lisa, I guess that is what you are excited yeah, about. Dinosaurs? Well, I don't think there's any dinosaurs in this film, but what else are you excited about? I can live in hope that she gets to punch a dinosaur. You never know with Marvel. That's there's, very there's true. There's nothing you're seeing. Rule that Stinger out. Scene. <laughs> yes. For me, it's that, um, so yeah, like, just like Allison was saying, I picked up Captain Marvel because of Jamie McKelvey's redesign. Like, if that had not been the suit, I probably never would have looked at this comic. I might have come into it later because so many awesome women, I kind of gravitate. And the fact that Kelly and the fandom hit so hard that it was a uniform, not a costume. Like, mm-hmm. that made it feel, like, so real and sort of precise. And so I'm, I'm excited about the uniform. Goose the cat, of course, because I love that cat so much. And then the sort of more serious moment that I hope that they hit on is in issue one of the Kelly Sue comics. Uh, there's that moment at the end where she's reading the letter letter from Helen Cobb and has the, the line, oh. death and indignity be damned. And I just, for me, that's Carol. It doesn't matter what is in her way. 
she's gonna get through she's gonna find her way so i don't need those words i just need that that feeling that feeling that death yeah. and indignity damn nothing is gonna keep her back and i I, I'm sure they're going to give it to us. She's going to have her back against the wall and there's just going to be that, that light in Bree's eyes. And I'm just going to be like, yep, there we go. I'm done. I'm just going to mm-hmm. cry now for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> um, another, another thing I really hope we get to see is um, Lisa. I'm sure you remember this, that very first <laughs> Carol core panel at heroes con when Kelly was talking about how she loved how Dexter soy drew Carol. Like she had thighs that could stop a truck. Yes. <laughs> I, I want a moment where like it's a wide shot of Brie and she's just like she's got her flight suit kind of halfway down and she just uh-huh. looks like she could like move the world with a clinch of her jaw or something like I uh, you said it it's that nothing's going to get in my way and I'm going to for good or for ill. Uh, mm-hmm. which is, I think what makes her interesting is that it's not just, yeah. a, I mean, it's inspirational in a determination yeah. way, but it's also like, it's a relatable flaw in a stubbornness way. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Our girl has some problems sometimes. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. just like, mm. <laughs> like back mm-hmm. down from this one, Carol, back mm-hmm. down. <laughs> but you know, she won't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just really excited to see. Uh, so we always have like a friends and family screening, which is great because then we get all the inside jokes and like it's like it's good moments. But I always make sure to go see all of our films in a theater with like the normals, the normies, people, <laughs> because I, I feel like I think it's really important because you we all like live in a bubble a little bit sometimes and you get to see the reactions of the importance of these characters to an audience that may not necessarily have realized that this was going to be something important to them, right? Like, and I think that that's something that I'm the most excited about because she's ours, but she's going to be everyone else's soon too. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that as part of our sort of coverage or the, our content that we're trying to do is we want to ask everyone in one word, what does Carol mean to you? Um, she's like, she's fearless to me, fearless. Fearless. She's not afraid of taking on adversities. She's not afraid of overcoming. She's not afraid of making mistakes. She's not afraid of saying what she thinks about anything. She's not afraid of doing anything. And I feel like I feel like this is a lot like me now. Wow, <laughs> that's great. Unapologetic. Oh, that's a good one. I like Just, that. Yeah, it's the she knows her worth. She knows she belongs there you know, damn it, I'm taking the name, you know, mm-hmm. she's, yes. she knows she deserves it. And she is not going to explain herself if she doesn't feel like it's warranted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. My piggybacks a little bit off that. Uh, I would say worthy. She's worthy. Jeez. She knows her worth. Mm-hmm. Not afraid of it. Could she lift the hammer? Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> take that from Thor. I take it from Thor and give it to Carol. <laughs> yeah, she can definitely lift that hammer. That's great. Yeah. She can move Look, the planet to beat the hammer if she needs life, to. She definitely can lift that hammer. Well, we have come together from sort of like through the internet and through social media, we have built a community that has mm-hmm. transcended that, right? You know, we're friends outside of the internet. And I think that's, the end game, right, of this world that, like, we we did it. Yeah. 
And 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 also, I just want to say, as we're wrapping up here, because I know it's pretty late over there, specifically for Raphael. So so sorry about that. Um, no, no I, I, I'm just gonna say very quickly. Like, I feel like you guys each are kind of upholding the legacy of Carol in so many different ways with all of the cool things that you're doing in your quote unquote civilian life. So I really want to commend you. And and for folks listening out there, definitely look up these awesome Carol Corps members if you guys um, just want to know a little bit more about it. There, there's people need to get to know you a little bit more um so if you guys could just go around and let people know where they can find you on the internet thank you very much for having me having us here on the show with the show which is very important one and i love it and you can find me guys uh, at ref denverse my personal account and especially at kept marvel news on instagram and twitter especially great allison what about you um, you can find me at VA, as in the abbreviation for the state of, I'm sorry, Commonwealth of Virginia, VA Gentle Nerd on Twitter and spelled out Virginia Gentle Nerd on Tumblr. I'm a little less active there now. I don't necessarily always talk about my sustainability work, but occasionally it pops up. So thank you for your support of furloughed federal workers over the last month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. And, and Lisa. <laughs> so I'm Tanaki, T-E-H-N-A-K-K-I, almost everywhere on the internet, mostly active on Twitter, still pretty active on Tumblr. But yes, that's where you can find me. Well, thank you guys so much for this really amazing conversation and so nice to just get to know you guys as well. Like hopefully we can meet at some point in, in person. Okay. All right. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Bye, girls. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks again to Raphael, Lisa, and uh, Allison for joining us. It was such an amazing conversation. We've got some exciting news from you, right? Very exciting. Um, in a weird uh, life imitates art or art imitates life situation, I'm not exactly sure what, um, I was able to interview uh, Brie Larson, the upcoming Captain Marvel actress, in a cover piece article for InStyle magazine. Talked to her a little bit about her experience and why uh, she decided to do Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel. It was the absolutely right choice. So it was super fun. Guys, check it out. It's on stands February 15th. You can see the digital article online right now. She is amazing and also looks pretty cool. Um, and obviously we've got tons more Captain Marvel coverage as we lead up to the film's release on International Women's Day on March 8th. So make sure you guys are checking back uh, on the Women of Marvel. That's it for this week. I'm Judy. I'm Sana. And this is Marvel. Your universe.